Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Malti Lee. Malti is a Bay Area based British Indian artist. Her artwork has been exhibited widely across the San Francisco Bay Area. Drawing inspiration from her experiences living and working across Europe, Asia and America, Malti explores the fusion of natural and urban environments in her paintings. Malti has had a non-traditional route into the arts. She read physics at the University of Cambridge before going on to receive her doctorate. She then transitioned from academia into business, becoming a management consultant at Boston Consulting Group. Today, Malti lives in the Bay Area with her husband and is a full-time artist. Hello, Malti. Thanks a lot for uh, visiting my podcast. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ashe. So let's dive right in. Uh, could you tell us what do you create? Sure. Um, so I'm a visual artist. I primarily paint. Um, my ch- medium of choice is acrylics. Um, and I, my subject matter is really, um, I love to paint flowers, expressive flowers and bright colors with architectural details from sort of inspired by my travels around the world and, and places I've lived and worked as well. Um, so combining that urban and natural um, on a canvas. Um, and that's primarily what I do. So do you do you paint digitally or do you paint on canvas like it's a physical painting? Physical paintings is is where I am. So I, I dabble in the digital um, in the creative process and, and we'll sort of get to that I'm sure in this podcast a little bit later down the line but my 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 artwork is all uh, physical in person you know you can touch the canvas um, mm. you can hold it up etc okay great all right so uh, usually in a creation process uh, like uh, I I make films, so the, mm-hmm. for for filmmaking there are like three steps, right? So there is pre-production, production, and post-production. So uh, just like in your creation, uh, let's talk about before you start creating, uh, mm-hmm. there there must be some pre-creation process that you may be following for uh, possibly. Um, when when you find something inspiring, you would record it. And then uh, when you are creating something, you would retrieve that inspiration somehow. So uh, how do you record and retrieve inspiration? Yeah, so sort of going back, my subject matter is very much things that I've seen and experienced myself. So flowers, uh, buildings from my travels and and sort of life, uh, working abroad, etc., so I take lots of photos. My phone is filled with photos and, and I don't have any fancy tools for it. It is my digital phone. Um, but photos, videos and everything else under the sun of uh, anything pretty, basically. Um, so when I start a project or I'm working on a brand new piece, I will absolutely go back through my photos sort of up on the cloud now as well. Um, 
And what's really wonderful about that is I have so many pictures from before, even when I was thinking about, you know, painting and, you know, I've, I've taken these because I just love beautiful buildings and beautiful flowers, etc. Um, and it's, it's quite nice that I can retrieve all of these sort of sites and, and images that I've seen um, at the sort of touch of a, you know, click of a button, it's at my fingertips. And particularly now that I've moved from the UK, so I recently relocated, it means I have all my photos with me. You know, back in the day before we had sort of digital photographs and everything uploaded um, to a cloud, you'd have to physically bring everything with you. Whereas now I can go back into photos I took, you know, a decade ago and they're still there, which, which I absolutely love. So that's the pre-creation process almost. It's that digital capture of images that I see along the way. Um, and then when I start, uh, start uh, a piece, I will go back over these pictures, sort of come up with a, well, it'll normally be me coming up with where did I go? Where do I want to go next in my new painting? Um, and I very much pick a city, um, a place with each of my pieces. Um, and then I'll go back over the photos and decide which sort of monuments do I want to feature, the sort of color schemes, et cetera. And I'll pick a palette. Um, and then during the creation of my paintings, I actually end up using Procreate quite frequently. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Procreate as a tool. Yep, I see you nodding. Um, so Procreate, for anyone listening who isn't aware, is a digital tool. Uh, it's like a digital canvas. So you can draw, you can paint, you can add layers, uh, you can work with brushes, pens. Uh, you can manipulate photos as well on, on, uh, on the tool. So I use that to help define my composition and play with composition. And what I mean by that is, you know, I might have put some paint on a canvas and, and started off with a color palette, but I don't know how to position or, or draw in um, the sort of building that I'm focusing on or the flowers. So I'll sort of layer those different elements on and manipulate them in the, in the, in the software um, to help me sort of figure out how do I want to create uh, my actual physical painting. Um, which definitely is, is a lot easier than it used to be where you'd be cutting and sticking and doing many, many sketches, uh, pen and paper um, to try and figure that out. So let, let's go back a little bit towards, mm -hmm. um, again, the pre-creation process where you said you have taken a lot of pictures. Those pictures are available yeah. on your phone. Uh, so when you start to, when you decide to paint something, yeah. do you do you already uh, have in your head that this is what I want to paint and then go back to photos and look for inspiration or you look at photos first and then get inspired and decide what to paint? Um, a mix of both. Sometimes I have a clear view on, you know, where I want to go. It's normally I've got a friend who's, who's going to said place and I wish I were there with them um, and now again being uh, on the west coast I'm much further to all the places they've been than I ever have been before. Uh, Europe is not a, a short flight away or a, a short train away anymore so um, it's a mix really. Sometimes I'll have an idea of where I'm going in my painting and, and other times I just won't in which case I'll reminisce uh, over previous travels. 
and uh, when you decide to paint, is it based on uh, what you want to visit, or is it based on what you are probably feeling at that time? Like how how much uh, how much emotion how much role emotions play <laughs> when when you start your creation? Uh, it's definitely very emotionally driven where I paint. It's, <laughs> it's places I normally wish I was at at that moment in time. So, for example, right now I'm I'm painting a piece uh, sort of from Paris. Um, it's one of the photos I took a long time ago. Um, I just had friends who got married in France and I couldn't visit. Uh, I can attend the wedding. So I'm very emotional about that let's say so i'm channel channeling that um feeling into creating hmm. and then you mentioned about procreate so procreate is uh, uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think you are using procreate to kind of like build your prototype of your painting and then uh once you know the composition and once you know uh maybe the structure of your painting, then you would actually paint it on a canvas. Am I correct in saying that? Broadly, yes. Though the, the one thing to note is I never just start with Procreate. I'll actually put some paint down on a canvas and, and I, I have sort of, if you have a look at my artwork, I normally have sort of abstract background layers of color. So I'll actually start with putting down the abstract color layers. It's sort of very intuitive painting with no, real plan um, in mind, or I might have a vague idea of where structures might go, but it's very intuitive. And then I'll almost take a photo of what I've already done, and then I'll layer stuff on and, and sort of sketch on top um, and play with that to understand where do I position different things? What do the angles look like? How does it sort of come together as a piece uh, with the more detailed layers that I then work on? How do you decide which color to put on your canvas first? How I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm very emotionally <laughs> driven. So how I'm feeling, what I've seen recently, what's inspiring me. It's it's very intuitive. Um, I tend to like bright colors. So I'm gravitating towards bright colors at the moment. But I, I reckon as the seasons change and, and sort of fall or autumn really hits us, I, I reckon my colors will get uh, quite subdued. Um, and very seasonally driven as a person. Okay, and uh, one more uh, question about your pictures that you store on your phone. Uh, do you tag them at all and then search with those tags later? Or do you just have pictures and you just go through the entire album? I wish, I wish they were tagged. Um, <laughs> some of the more recent photos are tagged, but I mean, I've got like over a decade of photos stored up in my cloud. so. Most of them are not, unfortunately for me. So it is a lot of scrolling being like, I remember I was in this country on this, like roughly this year, this month. Let me go back, find pictures from that. Okay, great. That's a great insight, by the way. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the creation aspect now. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. understood about the photos and you, how do you record and retrieve inspiration? Uh, actually, I'm sorry, before we go uh, to creation, besides photos, do you record your inspiration in any other form? Yeah, so I do sketch actually. So I normally have a pen and paper and I do often do sketches, particularly around, I guess, flowers, buildings as well. Um, especially when I was traveling in Europe, I would always have pen and paper with me. So I do have sketchbooks filled with like very quick impressions and notes on places. Mm. Mm. Um, 
but I, I still use those, but not as much now as um, as the photos that I take. Uh, is it because it's difficult to sketch and keep it for posterity, or is it uh, you just have gravitated towards taking pictures and not sketching? Um, it's the posterity. It's uh, again with I moved from England and I could not take as much of stuff as I would have <laughs> liked to, let's say. Um, so I I sort of grabbed some things, but not everything. So it's more about sort of if I, I'm a bit nomadic it's a bit difficult to take everything with you so I've, I've I mean it's all back in the UK when I go back I can bring a lot of it but it's uh it comes from sort of that rather than anything else was it then why don't you sketch mm -hmm. just for sketching I'm saying why yeah. don't you sketch digitally so that you can keep it with you all the time I think it's something I've, I've started doing in fact um in fact for me the biggest thing is the feel of pen on paper feels quite different pen on tablet and I know and I haven't really explored it yet and I'm looking to do so but I know there are some uh, sort of screens that you can apply to a tablet that that mimic the feel of paper yeah. but for me for me that's that I haven't got around to exploring this but I definitely will do um, because I definitely agree it's, it's a, sort of that future proofing almost of of uh of your sketches okay and then so photos and sketches both are visual mm -hmm. uh do you also record maybe in text format uh your inspiration uh maybe how you're feeling could you like and like for example i will tell you what yeah. i do like if i if i find yeah. something really interesting i kind of text myself or I, <laughs> I kind of have like my own self group on WhatsApp where I write my thoughts. Like, do, do you do you do that? Uh, I love that. So my my equivalent of that to a certain extent, yes, but it's again in my sketchbooks. I'll often I'll do quick sort of sketches of, of where I am or what I'm seeing. Um, and then I'll often annotate that uh, with some sort of thought comments, whatever it is, whether it's sort of visual cues or emotional cues. That would be but, my sketchbook. But then uh, in sketchbook, handwritten, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, 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 okay. exactly. Got it. Great. Let's talk about uh, the creation part now. So um, mm -hmm. I want a little bit more insight into the canvas and Procreate. So I mean, and Procreate yeah. could just be one of the many tools that you may be using. But, mm -hmm. um, but you mentioned something about like you start on canvas uh, first yeah. and then go to procreate and then come back to canvas so how how does yeah. that work for you yeah it, it's it's exactly that so i'll i'll start with a, with a blank canvas i will put down some colors and some sort of base layers and then i'll take a picture uh pull it into procreate and then i'll sort of overlay different images or or sketches onto the sort of um onto the base layers that are already painted or the picture of the base layers that i painted on my tablet um and then i'll sort of manipulate those until i feel quite comfortable with the composition at least at a high level and then i'll almost create a grid because a lot of my paintings have a lot of architectural detail and things mm. like perspective are very important i'll uh, put a grid on my digital Sort of high level composition or mock-up or uh, prototype almost uh, and then I'll move back to my canvas and actually 
sort of reproduce that in a lot more detail um, and with a lot more finesse on my canvas. So that's sort of the overarching way okay. I do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I will tell you what I have experienced uh, yeah. while creating films and uh, let me know if that resonates uh, with you. Mm -hmm. So there are two main things that happen while creating something. One thing is you build a prototype, which is exactly what you are saying. Like you uh, yeah. kind of make decisions on what you want to do. And then you, the next step is shaping a prototype. So it's kind of like the creation is already in my head. Now, what I have in front of me, I just had to make choices to maybe remove some stuff or something like that so that I can reach the creation I am already seeing in my head. Mm -hmm. So, so like, for example, for films, uh, I have already shot, let's say, a lot of footage, uh, audio and video, and now the entire footage is in front of me um, in like this, I don't know, 12,000 files uh, last for my last feature film, there were like 12,000 yeah. files that I had in my in file. So the entire film is now in that mess somewhere, right? All I have to do is make sure that I remove uh, unnecessary stuff so that, so that I can discover or uncover my own creation from what I see in front of me. So I kind of uh, make, so I make decisions first mm -hmm. on building a prototype and then for shaping a prototype, I create opportunities to make choices so by choice i mean okay if i remove this how will it look or if i remove that how will it look can i create like different versions of the same thing uh by creating choices for, for creating opportunity to make choices and then reach my creation so do you uh uh experience something like this like the creation is already in your head you see it somewhere um, maybe in a vague form and then whatever you have in front of you, you just have to discover it. Yeah, it absolutely feels like that. And in fact, as, as you're describing the process, I mean, it sounds very, very similar to what's in my mind as well. Um, the one thing I would say is actually what you, like, if you had a look at what I've created in my prototypes, actually, I don't finish my prototype. So uh -huh. there are still a lot of elements that I've got in my head that I'm like, I will figure that bit. I know I need to Got add it. it in, but I will figure it out la later. And so actually I, I have several prototypes almost um, that I work with at different stages as I build and build and build. Um, so it's, it's not that I'll do this once, I'll do this at each sort of stage of, of what I'm painting as well and um, multiple times. So would you, uh, once you have built uh, a mm -hmm. prototype in Procreate, let's say, and then yeah. you go back and now you are back at the canvas and you are kind of reproducing what you uh, mm -hmm. thought of, would you then go back again to Procreate while during this, uh, the painting process and then do something yes. else, change your prototype? Yeah, so, so I think the best way to describe at least my most recent collection is I have three sort of core layers to make up my pieces. So one is sort of uh, intuitive abstract backgrounds, and that is me intuitive painting very freely. Um, two is the architectural details. And between the background and the architectural details, I will almost always use Procreate to understand the placement of the building, the sort of angles that I'll be using, the perspectives, et cetera, and see what fits with what I've almost produced in the background with a view of what my uh, floral layers will look like and where they'll roughly fit in but I don't often draw those in 
until I've actually drawn in or like physically produced the second layer on my canvas. And then often I'll go back again, not always, but often I do is sort of put in those flowers or at least almost sketch in those flowers roughly these colors will stick, will be stuck on here, 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 and then the composition looks balanced or it doesn't to understand and play with, with that without ruining what I've already done and having to repaint everything. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, th that that's what I feel. The reason I feel really passionate about technology is, mm -hmm. I mean, there are, there are various things that have happened in technology that have kind of unblocked creativity. So mm -hmm. like earlier, uh, when we did not have access to digital tools at all, the art was inherently destructive. So when you paint something on your canvas, and if you want to try something new, you had to use another canvas and another paint. So you had to destroy the earlier earlier painting or keep it aside. But with the digital, what it did was uh, it, as I said, like it allowed creators to make a choice. So I can paint digitally. I can copy it. I can change the form, change the color, and I have now. Now I have two things in front of me that I can choose from, and yeah. uh, and that's the pivotal shift that happened when it things moved from uh, analog to digital. Is the it allowed creators to make a choice rather than a decision, and which is a huge benefit I I feel uh, for creators. Like for example, if you didn't have an ability to create a digital prototype uh, mm -hmm. of of your painting and continuously have an ability to, to go back uh, to your digital painting and then try something there and then try something in the real world. If you didn't have that, then it would be very much unblocking. I I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, to you to create your own creations and it it has added immense value i think in in creating something uh, uh much in a much faster and much informed way like not just fast but informed way um yeah and and just to add on that actually um i i definitely agree with that sentiment i think it's much it, it's very freeing for me being able to sort of play digitally without the worry of ruining a piece or having to do so much rework. And I think the added benefit of such digital tools and, and um, sort of abilities now around us is, is the sort of saving in terms of costs as well. So mm -hmm. art materials can be so expensive and therefore the digital tools almost lower the barrier to entry for um, yeah. budding artists which I think is so important and it's probably overlooked quite often in terms of a conversation but is is absolutely brilliant in my mind because you know if I think about traditional painting actually the materials cost so much yeah. and really really add up and can feel quite crippling to someone who's right. you know just starting out not making any money um, from this profession um, and has to juggle you know two three jobs to to make ends meet etc so suddenly having digital tools allows you to play freely without having to invest sort of serious additional costs, um, which is incredible. Great. Okay, so now let's move our focus to the post-creation activity. So now you have created the painting. Now, yep. uh, what do you do after that? Like, and then... Uh, we could talk about like uh, how do you release it in the world mm -hmm. how do you distribute it like how how do you market it uh, how do you let people know that you i mean do you even care letting people know that uh, this is your painting like how how do you do that 
Yeah, so for me, the marketing and, and sort of the post-creation side of painting has been a fascinating journey. Um, I think I mentioned previously that I've only been sort of painting full-time and going to the public with my work this year. So it's, uh, it's, I'm still on that learning curve uh, right now. Um, and marketing and reaching the public is very important to create a sustainable career. And so for me personally, I, my primary route um, to my customers is direct. So it does rely on me reaching my mm. customers. And so marketing is a big component of what I do. Um, and with that sort of releasing my paintings on my website, I do collection launches every sort of month normally. Um, I'll add new paintings and I'll sort of let everyone who's interested know about that. I use a number of different tools, uh, social media, obviously um, everyone's talking about it. You have to be on it to reach people, etc. So social media is one big one. I primarily use Instagram. Um, so with that, there's a lot of Sort of photographing and sort of video editing now with the reels and everything else that comes with it um so i'm getting much better at that side of things than i thought like i was when i started for sure and a lot of like content creation really is is yeah. what it is at the end of the day so i wear that hat at some points like pretty much every day at some point in the day i'm creating content uh, number two i have uh, sort of my email uh, distribution this I have collectors sort of in my collectors club where people signed up who are interested in my work mm. and want to see my journey um, so I'll keep in touch with them regularly um, not necessarily just about sort of new releases it will also be about what I'm up to or where I am or new projects I'm working on and it's just a way to keep in touch a bit more directly than something like Instagram and social media where you can't always see the people that you're necessarily following or in interested in. Um, and then I mentioned I have a website and, and sort of that gets updated frequently. Um, and then in terms of other routes to sort of put my work out there, I, I also sort of am reaching into different organizations and sort of publicizing through there and just meeting people. Um, but all of my efforts are actually hyper-local, I would say. So I'm very focused on meeting collectors and building my collector base in the San Francisco Bay Area right now. Mm. Um, Excellent. So uh, let's let's go back a little bit to mm -hmm. the content creation piece because, the, I mean, that is something <laughs> that I uh, encounter as well. Uh, yeah. Because it, now, if you are an artist these days, you are just not just an artist. Like you, 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 you are a content creator. You are a video editor. You are a photographer. Like for for for, for you, so you have to you have to learn yes. a lot of things. The tools are there, but you still have to learn them and apply them. So yes. Um. So for uh, especially for photos and videos, like what what uh -huh. do you use? What tools do you use to uh? post it to Instagram and then also create your reels like what what do you do what do you use so so I'm a bit of a technophobe actually self-confessed technophobe so I just use uh my iPhone to take pictures uh do all the post photo editing through the iPhone photos app very basic and then I use Instagram to post actually I make all my reels on Instagram as well I do not use any video editing software or additional photo editing software um 
it's worked well for me right now. Um, we'll see if that changes, but I like to keep everything as simple as possible for me. Um, and it seems to be working. So yeah, so very simple. So wait, so you create reels mm -hmm. in Instagram app, app itself? Yes. Oh, I had no clue you could do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first way you could do it, but I know there's so many. I've, I've tried other apps. I, my reels are very simple. So I'll actually often have an idea in mind of what I'm going to produce before I'll even start. And again, it's very simple ideas, very clean. Um, no fuss, no frills. It works for me, and um, the people that follow me seem to sort of enjoy what I create. So it it works, and and actually the thing I struggle most with is probably around the captions and what do I write all the time, <laughs> every day, something new, something fun. Um, I don't know. It's it feels like a full time job sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, do you? uh kind of think about what you're going to post in like your next 10 posts or you just like decide okay today i'm going to post about this then one post today then i will think about the tomorrow's post tomorrow i mean how do you do you plan your posts at all so i wish i planned uh, sometimes <laughs> i try to plan uh, my monday normally on my mondays there is a little um card that pops up or, or a to do that pops up plan my week for socials and it's often deprioritized unfortunately <laughs> so i aspire to the sort of person that will plan social media posts uh, i've i sometimes do end up doing that where i'll have at least an overarching these are the messages i need to get out um and this is the type of content i won't necessarily make the content but at least i'll sort of write it down for the month so at least when, when i go in to make it sort of the post or create whatever it is the night before and schedule it, it will, um, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a direction in mind of what I'm actually doing, mm. but, uh, I don't do that nearly as much as I wish I did. Is it because, uh, you just don't uh, get time to do that or that the, the technology available or the tools available, uh, are, are not, uh, maybe productive enough for you to do that for me it's the time um and okay. prioritization okay. i yes that's it <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting better at it but it's actually in fact when i started um this sort of uh, pursuing art full time um you know that's the first time I started using Instagram in about five or six years I'd stopped posting to my personal account uh, I barely used any sort of form of social media over the last sort of half a decade so it's it's something that I haven't naturally been used to from a personal point of view uh, in recent times so it's sort of relearning that getting used to putting yourself out into the public domain mm. um it's something that doesn't come naturally to me or, or didn't and it's something i'm relearning now um as part of this uh, so, career i mean one of the things that uh, i also dabble a lot in uh, social media and uh, mm -hmm. i'm also very new to this so and um, one thing that yeah. i have realized is i kind of started posting something regularly and then i really got bored of it and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't really keep up. So 
uh, I need like a consistency maintenance or discipline maintenance uh, tool or something like that, which will yeah. uh, uh, help me be consistent. Like, so do you use any tricks or anything to be consistent on social media? Um, nothing more than me telling myself I must be consistent, whatever <laughs> okay. I do. I, I'm okay. a very, I'm a disciplined person when I need to be. Um, I think it's the sort of management consultant in me being like, you must do these things, therefore you will do them kind of thing. And I have lots of to-do lists and, and I will not, I'll be very fair about my to-do list. I will not remove stuff from my to-do list unless it's done or okay. it's way past expiration date and no longer relevant. What do you use to create your to-do list? Um, so I have three running to-do, or three tools that say I have a notebook with my to-do list that goes everywhere with me. So I can just add things when it pops into my head, um, as well as scraps of paper all over the flat and in my bags or whatever it is. So I can always write something down. Um, I have a Trello board as well, or several Trello boards that fit different purposes and for different things. And I have a whiteboard with sort of priorities, uh, calendar, all of this stuff as well, and sort of daily to-do lists. So I have many, many to-do lists uh, okay. going at the same time that Great. keep nudging me along. Nice. Okay, so uh, in the interest of time, let's go mm -hmm. to the next uh, questions quickly. So what is the biggest challenge you think you face in your creation process? So I think for me, it's very much creating every day and being very disciplined around it. Um, you know, now that I've committed to being a full-time artist, it's actually a lot harder to create every day and have that inspiration mm. and know where you're going. And there are some days I'll, I'll get up, I'll get to my studio and just not know what I want to do. Mm. And that creative block, can be quite challenging and it's very tempting to just step away hmm. and not do anything but then I, I sort of indulged that once and then it came to a week and I hadn't done any like I hadn't created anything and I'm like that that is not that is not an okay option um, to let a whole week go away without uh, without creating or painting so for me I think being really disciplined around painting has been a surprising challenge that I didn't anticipate when committing to this because previously I painted as a hobby and so I painted when I wanted and there was no expectation on myself to to do it every day and uh again this is coming from my own experience that's why I'm mm -hmm. asking this question yeah do you feel, do you feel lonely <laughs> when when you when you are creating something or I mean exactly what you said like do you you go to your studio and there is creative block so do you feel lonely uh yeah i think i think somewhat it's been interesting i mean to be fair i i did a i have a phd in physics where i spent about i'd spend six to eight hours a day in a dark lab where you can't have any light or sound <laughs> okay. so i'm very used to sensory deprivation to that uh extent uh four years of that trains you to be used to being alone, I, I listen to podcasts, I listen to music, I, I have my actually capability, like I have, I have mechanisms to, to work around that now mm. after the, the PhD training. <laughs> nice. Great. 
and uh, i think the last question uh, what mm-hmm. is what is your vision for your creations like where do you want to go yeah i i mean i i think i've mentioned a couple of times i'm starting out uh, doing this as a full time career this year and i've been hyper focused on uh getting my work in front of the local community in the san francisco bay area um when i look forward what i really aspire to is having much more of that global reach um whether that's through um sort of direct marketing through sort of art festivals and fairs globally uh, and nationally as well and or through galleries uh looking forward uh as i build my portfolio and my and my work as well so that's sort of the the global arching goal um that i'm looking to which is really exciting uh very very much looking forward to it all but a little bit intimidating but there's lots of steps on that and and uh things i need to do to get there great thanks a lot maldi for your time uh, and thanks uh, i really enjoyed our conversation such a pleasure shay i really enjoyed it too this has been fabulous yep. thanks for tuning in if you are a creator i would love to talk with you please connect with me through my website or social media see you in the next episode